Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Today we're talking about Lamb's album Songs for the Flock, which was released in 1978. How's it going, Mark? It's going really well. So this album released before both of us were born. Oldest album, at least oldest recording, I think if we ever talked about maybe some classical music thing. Uh, But this is definitely older stuff especially as far as uh, messianic recordings of course there's stuff earlier than that so what came before this good question i think in the 60s and 70s when the jesus movement was starting this kind of messianic messianic judaism was was having a revival say early example was liberated the wailing wall which was out of uh, jews for jesus uh stuart dowerman was also writing stuff in the early 70s. I think Lamb had done a few albums. I picked this one because it was the first full uh, worship album. They did uh, their first three albums, which was Lamb 1, 2, and 3, uh, came out in 72, 74, 76. And then okay. it was 78. I guess they did some more original songs. This has the most uh, recognizable songs on Definitely nine out of eleven. I I recognize a lot as as worship music. Maybe some of them I don't hear as much, but there are enough that were played today. I've I've attended messianic synagogues congregations several times, but not like regularly. And I, like and I've been to conferences, but I definitely recognized a handful of these too. The band named Lamb. I think of uh, Sacrifice Lamb. Uh-huh. Passover, and you know, it's a metaphor for. Uh, Yeshua but then also this title I guess is kind of a play on it you know but flock and you know flock for the sheep so it's in that one it's a metaphor where the sheep are uh, believers right well I think the, the scriptures use both metaphors too like in the gospel of John starting with you know Passover you know the lamb the sacrifice lamb but also you have like King David uh, as a shepherd and protecting protecting the flock and like the Jeremiah, the good, the good shepherds. By the way, if you're looking for lamb, um, typically if you search lamb messianic, that's that's going to be the easiest way, and that's even their band website is lambmessianicmusic.com. It's kind of funny. There's a few other bands called Lamb. The messianic one is is stylized with all capitals. You know, it's not like an uh-huh. F, but that's just how they they do it. But according to Wikipedia, there's I mean, there's an electronic band called Lamb in the 90s and 2000s. And then there was a, a rock band in San Francisco that I haven't heard of, but I guess they were, seemed like a popular band. Only lasted a couple of years. And uh-huh. then, of course, there's also Lamb of God, like a biblical name. And it sounds is like a biblical name. name. Yeah. Their music's a little different. My guess is they're like anti God, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that they're. The previous band name was Burn the Priest. Oh, uh, yeah. Some some metal bands do play on the 
kind of religious imagery and often ironic. Yes. If you just search for lamb music, let's see what you get. You kind of get the electronic stuff. I don't know if that because they're more popular or just because they have more of a presence online. You know, lamb would be one of the bigger sellers maybe as or commercial success, you know, that uh, band for quite a while. And then up there, um, you know, maybe Steve Wilbur and you know, things are, are more popular, but I'd say it's top five, at least as far as recordings, but maybe it's the most popular group as far as influence or, or worship songs. And then Lamb is basically a two-person duo. It's Joel Chernoff, lead vocals, and then Rick Levi Hoghill as lead guitar and backing vocals. Yeah, I did a little digging. It seems like he did some studio work too. Yeah, he, he also worked on other Messian things. So he's definitely say, well-known as a producer. Did a lot of work in regards to recording. The group split in 1992, and that was the main re- recordings. And then Joel Chernoff did a couple albums on his own, which are also, I'd say, pretty well received. And then they did reform, or Joel Chernoff reformed, at least using the name, but with Ted Pierce uh, for one album. And I think that was also an excuse to re-record some, some of the Lamb songs. And so just for one album later? Just for one album. Obviously, they could still come out with more but it's been a while since Joel Chernoff had any uh, music release I know he's he's still actively involved in the running uh, the Messian Jewish Alliance of America MJAA now uh, the other member original member did die in 2021 at the age of 74 so obviously there's no revival going to be happening with the original member what did he end up doing do you know I think he produced some some things, but I don't think he was actively involved in the Messianic ministry after that. I couldn't find much as far as as far as that, and then definitely not a an online presence. He produced some stuff with uh, Colson Kaff. Uh, going into this album, certainly you know '78 is an early early days of recording, you know, um, so they could have done longer albums, but I think. There might have been a financial incentive, practicality that these songs are all uh, real short and not a ton of instrumentation and layers on it. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's a little bit of um, interesting stuff going on in the background, but it's pretty direct. And I feel like, like for the worship music, you, it's good for it to be interesting but also catchy, and then, and then not distracting. I think it's really effective. Especially the first few songs just go boom, 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 boom. Kind of has a feel of how they performed it live, which I don't know if I'd seen the original members of Lamb perform live. And if I had, I would have been pretty young, so I wouldn't have really remembered it. But it does remind me of how Joel Chernoff would perform those songs. He would have one song after the other. Nice. Yeah, three or four songs strung together. But it's definitely more noticeable when it comes to when you're listening to a regular recording on this one there's definitely the first four songs are all coming yeah so he is coming is one of the two songs that i do not recognize this one's only 125 feels like a lead into the other songs but there is there is quite a bit of lyrics in it he is coming to judge the earth stood out well of course there are a lot of songs about hope and redemption i think that 
there are more messianic songs that talk about judgment and theft. You know, it's like a call to repent. I guess that happens. It's not definitely not heard of in Christian music, but I just think about it, hearing it more in uh, the messianic context. Oh yeah, like you get like that's the word right there, right? Messianic, right? Messiah. There's like yeah. the the two images of Messiah. We had our our little uh, acoustic project. We have that he is king. The Lord is coming though. He's he's coming back. I was also thinking about the Pair Republic, where we have the middle section with songs that are a bit more <laughs> judgment. You know, it's a chipper song. You know, it's kind of an upbeat song, but then coming to judge the, the earth. Now the chorus is kind of more of a traditional praise song, even though I guess maybe in context it could be a little different. You know, you know, let the rivers clap their hands. Thought that was a funny. Um, obviously, I've heard trees clap <laughs> their hands. Yeah, that's kind of more typical scripture stuff. Is it just a joyful chorus that that's balancing the verses, or is it talking about it's okay if there's devastation in the in the world? I think you could make an argument when he comes. You know, he's going to come to judge the earth in justice and truth, right? Yeah. And like the we live in a world where meant to have the lord you know at the rain basically but it's been in like rebellion and sin and we have like all these like kings and presidents and whatever who are like fighting but like with injustice so when he comes he's gonna come and it's gonna eventually he's gonna set it right so he's when he's the actual judge king of the universe and he's 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 gonna be finally king here it's like a homecoming for a king you know you like you um you celebrate at the end of a, like a battle or when the, there's like a procession when the when the king comes to town. Or at least that's how I interpreted it. Oh, finally, the, the king is coming homeward. Next song, In the Morning. I do like the call and response, basically harmonies between the two vocals. Oh, one thing that I noticed for the first time, even though I've heard this a lot and I've probably seen the lyrics, I would always think that the lyrics are Claim to me thy covenant, covenant Lord. I always thought it was covenant, covenant love, which I guess doesn't make too much of a difference. You know, it's talking about following the Lord. It's not either happy optimism or judgment. It's just kind of, I'd say, matter of fact. This reminds me of uh, some of the early Psalms, like Psalm 1 or Psalm 5, like lead me in your ways, you know, dwell on, dwell on the, meditate on, the, on your word in the morning. Uh, answer me those are kind of uh, expressions that repeat in the psalms typical song where it's catchy and then there's not a ton of lyrics which works well in in, in a worship setting make me understand like I, I like the way that it's it's sung i like the melody of it and it's not too complex yeah it's fun really catchy song it's led into uh, i love the lord I, now this one i think i have heard in a worship setting maybe not though yeah, <laughs> maybe it's just I think you have. maybe it's just instantly recognizable but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah probably have yeah it definitely fits into where they have songs that that are written like the psalms without it being when it's usually not an exact psalm uh-huh yeah yeah it's fun it's in that it's relatively easy lyrics to sing it actually changes kind of tempos i'd say a couple times what would be kind of typical um straightforward acoustic rock maybe and then call on his name is a little bit more of a, a ballad kind of thing 
driving, but of course it's still acoustic guitar. And then the tempo picks up again. Yeah, I like the harmonies there too. If you've heard it live, then people will clap on the on the faster sections, and, or at least see typically stop clapping on the on the on the slow section. It's a psalm feel, but it does say Yeshua. Yeah. By Yamim. This is just a Hebrew verse, but then I believe it's an original song. Of course, it's a has a, the feel of the Jewish melody. In those days, Judas shall be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell in safety. And this is the name which he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. Adonai Zekenu is a phrase that I've heard, um, the Lord our righteousness. It's interesting this, that there's no English version. They're able to keep it quick, but... It's like a minute, minute and a half or less than that. And it's a song of plenty in Messianic context. Yeah, maybe I've heard, I probably have heard this too. Later version in those days will judah be delivered jerusalem will dwell securely and this is what she shall be called and this is what she shall be called the lord our righteousness the lord our righteousness the lord our righteousness a righteousness so this is that's a little that's a different because this is based off of jeremiah 33 16 looks like yeah i think that's um not a perfect one-to-one but it you know they wanted to fit it with it it's the feel of the of the lyrics and then fitting it to the melody yeah it's pretty close though as the mountains another straightforward song but they did change up the feel of the song and this one is basically just psalm 125 one as the mountains are around jerusalem so the lord has surrounded his people i always kind of think of it as as like a little bit of maybe soul sound that's a good word it's a big like change from like the first four tracks are really upbeat and do, 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 do. and then this one one's like really slow. This sounds very seventies too to me, but like in but in a really cool way, like seventies or maybe even in an earlier era. But really cool musically. It's like a, it's a longer song, but I like I like this. You wrote a song and then we we did a version of it for the Pair Republic from Mount Zion. Were you were you thinking of this song when you uh when you wrote that one? Uh maybe a little, but I think it's definitely are radically different. Like also they used more of the of the actual song. Similar source verse. Piano's so cool. It's real nice. And you know, I think that you know maybe it's a re- reflective kind of lyrics, but it, it's another it's one where it's still kind of positive, you know. The Lord is protecting us. So it's not like it's a darker theme. How I Praise You is another, is a nice little song where you, you can definitely tell the, the chord progression on this song without being too formulaic. Like you can definitely tell where it's heavily going from one note to the other. The words also like really match the up and down with the chords. But I like the, you know, the lyrics, especially Root of Jesse, Line of Judah, Judge of Israel. Yeah, I like that. Like all of the, all the promises of Messiah and then the fulfillment of it feels very scriptural. I think you I praise from shore to shore. If it's biblical, that might be from, from the Mediterranean to see Galilee. This is definitely a typical straightforward kind of beginner dance song, Hebrew dance, like kind of traditional dance where it's kind of moving in and out of a circle. It has that feel. I think it's a little too obvious in that it can kind of feels like it's designed for that I think that the choice of words and how it's sung makes up for that. 
Yeah, I like the little background vocals. Like the little... La, 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 la. You need a song like this in the middle of a worship setting. It, and some people really dig this. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a nice, peaceful, happy... It's okay to be straightforward. Next up, Shema Yisrael, which uh -huh. just have... I had the Yisrael, even though their lyrics just has Shema. The prayer is called the Shema. So Here is there. The most common Jewish prayer, so people know that. But this is slight remix, I guess, version. Uh, certainly the tempo is a lot faster than it would ever be sung in a Jewish setting. It's not entirely separated from the original source, but the way it's sung and the chords are changed up a little so that it's not just a faster version of the traditional prayer. It's like an interesting, almost like reggae version too, right? Yeah, I can say that. It's like a kind of cool like when you see the shema this is not the music that i expected but uh it's like i enjoy it yeah so this yeah. song is sometimes played for the processional where the torah is walked around the uh, synagogue yeah that may which makes sense <laughs> like beginning of deuteronomy it would be a little repetitive i guess to go through for in that there's supposed to be a certain length like my parents uh medium-sized synagogue you want the song to go for like five minutes. You'd either have to completely change songs, which doesn't happen often, or essentially you do this song twice nice. over. It's already pretty repetitive within the song. You know, I like some of the melody on or the harmonizing on that, like helps on that. It does feel like it needs needs more. Some of these songs, I'm definitely okay with it being a two minute song, and I'd be <laughs> fine with it being. Uh, just repeating it to stretch it out to three minutes but this is one where i think you need to add something if you want to make it longer that makes sense like there's cool like cool guitar work and cool yeah cool harmonizing cool music yeah but to make it doubly long for a processional it's kind of a fun like i said interesting unexpected version of the shema reason you might not hear the song as much in the missing extending is because that is the one prayer that you do every service uh, of course uh -huh. i think in most messianic synagogues there's a few other prayers that you do because it's the most important prayer you're not swapping this song out instead like you have to do it in addition to doing the prayer traditionally earlier or in the service yeah yeah that makes sense on the album though it works well uh break forth and joy might be my favorite at least on on this listen i like the performance of this song in particular this is also probably one that could work best outside of a worship context. You know, they still mention the Lord, but I think that it fits more in the 60s, 70s kind of feel of, uh -huh. of how the songs are structured. Definitely. I know what you mean. Yeah, I like that. It's, it starts off really simple and then it kind of builds up, but then it kind of backs, backs off again too. Nice I'd, instrumentation. Yeah, I'd say both the, the lyrics and the music it builds up dynamically i can play acoustic guitar but uh songs like this make me want to play piano too <laughs> I like I like that uh really tasteful kind of has a feel of psalm 150 praise the lord would play a pretty song on your guitar i uh, love the trumpet mm -hmm. has almost uh a modern feel on the lyrics of the you know for the era where it's written still kind of fits within the, the worship and yeah, it's a nice uh, modernization of that idea in the scriptures. You know, shofar, trumpet, <laughs> the lyre, 
Yeah. Guitar. So since they only mentioned, yeah, guitar and trumpet, it's a Venn diagram of <laughs> modern instruments and ancient instruments. It doesn't sound in one era or the other. So this is a song that I had not heard before, as far as I could remember. I think he is coming me might have heard. This is the other song I definitely haven't heard that that much. I don't think you you probably haven't heard this one. No, for some reason it has like a familiar feel though. It's a bit of a toe tapper. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, did you look up the English lyrics on that? Yeah, I like really like those English lyrics. Those are really cool. Pour out my, the spirit of grace, and I will pour out supplications, and they shall, they will look upon me, and they have pierced. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Is there a little bit of like a, kind of a country twang or something? Um, how they, how they do it? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what sounds familiar. It's hard to like even place for me, honestly. Like original messianic, like some American sounds, very definitely, but also the Jewish influence in here too that, that comes together in a really kind of in a fun fun way but also country like background vocals too like a cowboy song <laughs> I don't think there's yeah too much in, in the way of Jewish influences I'd say on this um which maybe it's just the lyrics or <laughs> just 70s from another era well I will talk to my brothers might be up there on the song that I heard the most so it is an original song. Of course, it's based on scripture, but it's one of those that, like, I've heard enough that, and it's a traditional, simple enough melody and lyrics that I thought I, it might have been a traditional song or older song, but nope, it is, uh-huh. it is theirs. Normally, you know, because I don't hear, you know, this album version of any of these songs as much. So they did add a little bit of, like, falsetto or, like, higher-pitched voice um, and the backing vocals. Had you heard that before? Probably have heard this song before. You wanted to do a version too, so I definitely listened to it not too long ago. Is that Wawa pedal on the guitar? Th- yeah, possibly on that, yeah. Musically, this reminds me of a lot of uh, messianic music, like in a worship setting. Other wor- and I, so I don't know if just people have taken this song and been inspired by it and written other songs that sound familiar. Yeah. Or, or if I've just heard this in, in the worship setting too. I think it actually is kind of one of those songs that was defining enough that it helped uh, shape kind of the messianic music kind of feel on that. Yeah, okay. More than any of the others, it was straightforward enough that I've heard the acapella, you know, or with, you know, clapping and and stuff like that, like outside of just the worship setting. Of course, that's the main downside on this song is that it's very repetitive even within its short length. Well, the chorus doesn't add any lyrics to it it's the same change up the words and hallelujah now i do like some of it like the da, 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 like the little bit of a kicker where how those song ends where it loops like the last line over a couple times din, din. Lie, lie. yeah and sing hallelujah so it does say hallelujah a lot i don't know if i've heard it itself before but it reminded me of a worship song that I sang in some Christian settings. Like a sing hallelujah to the Lord. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. So this one this one reminded me of that. I like how this song ends the this album. It feels really worshipful 
and it has like kind of a timeless feel like this is the kind of song where it repeats a lot it doesn't feel like it gets old yeah when you mentioned that sing hallelujah is one that sounds familiar i i don't remember where i've heard that one or a christian one that was adapted as a shepherd gathers his sheep besides calling back to the flock and lamb metaphor i'd recognize that it's a nice song and a song that i recognize i like the harmonies too and uh the high pitch vocals in the background it's kind of fun like it kind of swells a bit overall i think this is a really solid album how long is it this is like 30 minutes yeah something like that or less than that even two <laughs> doing the math yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like okay is this a minute a minute and a half about <laughs> sing hallelujah is a bit longer it's four minutes and 20 seconds well there's a couple songs that are 315 you know 307 that kind of range and then a lot of two minute songs yeah or a minute and a half yeah yeah that is a, a downside on on that what's the downside or <laughs> only three minutes yeah yeah i don't think i don't think it's necessarily downside though if you're paying you know, yeah like a lot you want to get along minutes but the only the one good thing is i think you could like like i listened to this and i was like oh let's listen to it again you know immediately gotcha. for the first time so i felt like i think it's solid and i don't i wouldn't there's not like a song that i think like is needs to be taken off the album there's enough variety so some of the songs really sound similar but they they're different enough that they and they flow well and then there's uh, like different pacing i think it's okay that it's i think the songs needed to breathe a little yeah (laughs) yeah i think a few could have used a few instrumental sections maybe not all of them but that would have helped out the album overall if it's 11 really great songs then it's got to be a good album but i think it could have been uh better with a little more instrumentation and some intros, outros, and yeah, okay. instrumental sections, maybe not guitar solos, but you know, guitar solo might have worked well. There's like a lot of singing right right from the beginning and then to yeah. the end. Just give a little more int- before and after the singing. Uh, just give a little bit of time for the music just to play, play a little bit. As it is, I think it's much more successful as 11 songs for a songbook which in that case, it's, you know, at least for nine of the songs, they're highly successful in that, had a life of their own and performed a, a lot in cover versions and worship setting. The group was very good as songwriters. And obviously there's stuff that, you know, usually the, the higher melodies and stuff weren't carried over to cover versions. They did have their own version, but I think other pe- artists ended up doing their more fleshed out versions of the songs okay yeah it is real interesting that you can listen to you know the first versions of these songs it's interesting from i'd say a music history perspective almost despite it it being super creative um from a songwriting perspective i don't know if it's an album i've listened to a lot well i'll probably come back to this just because i don't i think it's an, an encouraging like uplifting so yeah because i'm not at a messianic synagogue or have you seen it regularly <laughs> I don't encounter these constantly. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, we're messianicmedia at gmail.com, facebook.com slash messianicmedia. We're starting to probably cover a little more music. It's like once you start covering, we got into the movies that we liked and, and things related to the holidays, but 
it's nice to fill this out with some music reviews. If you have any Messianic Christian or secular music you think would be interesting, let us know. All right, thank you for listening. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.